0: What's up, boys and girls? Hey, it's Christopher Roush, your No Excuses Coach, here back with another episode of The Raw and Unscripted Show, where I help you overcome your self created crap without the self help fluffy bullshit. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is Tuesday night, it's 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you're at your place where I provide some stimulating guests, some interesting conversation, some powerful nuggets, and some opportunities for you to walk away from the show thinking and believing just a little bit differently that works in your favor. I'm Christopher Rash and I'm your guide. Fasten your seatbelts. What's going on, boys and girls Miss Misfits for Life of the Kick-Ass Nation? Hello. It's been another week, um, and there's been a lot of opportunities in the world today, but I want to start this show off by recognizing a fellow brother out here in the podcast world, in the show world, our brother Ken Walls. He and his family are not doing so well. They're, um, I shouldn't say that. They're they are needing uh, family thoughts and prayers and just to be able to get through something. So I just want to acknowledge and just say hello to Ken and the family. We got you. You're unstoppable. Um, love and prayers to you and the family for whatever you're going through and we're here to support you. Um, so definitely wanted to say that. Also want to do a shout out for my coach. Um, she suffered a horrible loss over the weekend and I just want to send love and light out to her as well. And it's just all about another reminder that you guys know I'm so passionate about is the moments, right? In the moments, are we living truly in the moments? Are we pontificating or, 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 or thinking about the past or judging or hoping, wishing and praying that the future would change? Or are we truly living in these moments, these gifts of life that we get to embrace every single day, that we're gifted with breath every single moment, that oftentimes we waste on stuff that doesn't even matter? The intention and the goal of tonight's episode is really to get you guys to think about that, is to really set the intention for yourselves, to ask yourselves, is what I'm focusing on, is what I'm doing getting me closer to or further from my stated goals? Is what I'm doing and focusing on, is it making the world a better place? Am I creating a legacy? Am I creating an opportunity for others to follow my example by showing that we are more alike than we are different? Are we encouraging our brothers and our sisters to enough that's going in our life so that we can grow from it. Because life goes like this. Life goes like that. And one minute you think you're going to be able to say something to somebody and then they're gone. And then you have to deal with that. The moments in life right now are to be lived. And with this show and this conversation that we're going to have tonight, we want to inspire you to write a few notes down. We want to inspire you to think about and open up the opportunity to consider that your life has happened for you and not to you. If you're anybody of those who are watching the show, if you're watching the show and you're new or you're listening to the podcast, thank you for for being a new subscriber and being on here with us because this is important stuff. This is why I wake up every single day on my life and I and I open my mouth and I, and, I, and I type words and I do videos because I want you guys to have a perspective shift that life is happening for you and not to you. And that together as a humanity, as a humankind, as souls here having human existence, that we can all band together and we can make the world a better place. We can help our brothers and sisters in trouble no matter what they look like or who they voted for. We can sit there and put down some of the bullshit conversations that we're having and instead focusing on making sure people are eating at night, making sure people have a roof over their head. Making sure that we're treating each other with kindness and respect instead of us versus them. And I've got a great guest with me tonight. He's a great conversationalist. He's a man about compounding the wins. He's passionate. He's driven. He's successful. And he's going to be talking tonight about his specific strategies for what he does to make his life powerful and successful. Please welcome to the Ron and Scripted Show, none other men, Mr. Randy Chaffee. Randy, welcome to the Ron and Scripted Show. How hey, are you, no, brother? Doing? How are you, buddy? How are you doing?
1: Oh, man, it's great. Doing well. Doing well. It's great to be here, bud. You yeah. i inspired to sit here listening to you.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad. That's a great way to start the show. And you know how I roll, man. I just roll straight from the heart. Um, that's what happens. Um, but I'm just excited to have this conversation with you because I know you're a man about town and you've had a lot of different experiences in your life. Thinking about, let's just jump off the deep end in this one. Thinking about the last, geez, eight, I can't even count anymore. 18 months. Let's talk about since the beginning of 2020 and everything that you've been through and you've seen your friends and your family go through and you see what the world's going through, what's on your mind when you think about where, where the world is today and what you see as possibilities for us to, to come out of this uh, with a win-win, like you say.
1: Well, it's a great question, Chris, because I'll tell you, I find, I went through the same, let me back up even more. I'm an incredibly positive guy. That's just where I come from. I, I, I just, I'm an out of the box thinker. I don't see boxes. I don't even see cardboard. I just see opportunities. Right. And so I'm very positive, but I'll be honest. I I remember it was like March, uh, 17th ish, uh, 2020. And, uh, that was the D day for me when I felt my, my, my world was ending at that day. This, this whole thing was starting. It had been happening for a while. Uh, but as the old school, as I, as I kind of refer to myself a lot of times, the old school road warrior, right? That's what I've done my whole life sure. is, is travel the road, airplanes and rental cars and Ubers and different hotels. And, you know, you know, I've, so many hotels at times that I would, I remember one time, Chris, I went down and kind of got slightly irritated with the counter person, right? Because I said, I'm at the Hampton Inn. I threw my key down, right? Wouldn't work. They says, you're at the uh, Holiday Inn. I said, no, I'm at the Hampton Inn. That was the night before. My bad. But you know, that was that's how I was traveling at the time. Just boom, 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 loving it, loving it, loving it. I love action. I love going. And the the I was scared shitless when this thing happened. Not so much from the health part of it because I I, I just I, I feel comfortable that I'm gonna. I mean, I had COVID. I, I and so did my wife. We we got through it. Nothing's not real. I'm just saying I got through it, and True. what scared me the most, Chris, was that this is going to change my whole lifestyle, maybe, and, and and this is going back into March, and I don't want that because I love what I do, I love the way I do it, and right. but fast forward, and then I will go back a little bit if you want, but yeah, and I hate to say it this way because it sounds wrong, but for me it was probably one of the best things that ever happened because I was able to, I was forced, not able. I was forced to totally reinvent myself because the old road road warrior randy was not going to happen as it turned out you know it was gonna be two weeks or three weeks or two months or you know 15 months later and we were still going through this thing so i i quickly found out that i had to do something different and drastically different and you know what i came out with short short version to all this and i answer anything you want, but I became an adapter. Yes. And an important thing is becoming an adapter. Not the things that I adapted because those are things. I, I learned to do virtual. I learned to do, do my own podcast and I learned to guest on numerous people like your show, uh, uh, much more active in social media and, and found ways to be in front of my customers well, virtually because I couldn't be there physically, right? Right. So I learned all those things, but those are just talents. Those are just things. What I came out the best, though, Chris, the most important thing is I learned to expect and accept to adapt. And so I'm not asking for much worse than what we've had, but bring it whatever it is, I guess. Right. Because I'll I'll handle it. You know, we'll bring it out. And I don't know if that makes sense or if that answered your question, but.
0: Oh, no. No, that's a that's a great place to jump off of because so many people in my experience, and I've given over over a hundred complimentary coaching calls over the last 18 months to keep people inspired and keep people motivated and thinking about what it is that they want to do versus what's happening. Um, and yeah, so many people struggle with that aspect of what happened to my certainty? This was this is the path I had created. This is these are the parameters of my life that I created. So if they're certain, then I'm happy and I and then I know what to do and I know what the predicted results are and everything like that. So what you're saying, a lot of people did is they got, whoa, things are different now. What do I do? And some people stood there in stunned silence and did absolutely nothing, hoping, wishing, and praying that other people were going to do something for them. And you instead took it upon yourself to say, listen, okay, this is something I need to pivot. This is something that I need to adjust within myself. Nobody's going to come here and say, okay, Randy, sorry, this is happening. Here's what you need to do. You took responsibility and action upon yourself to go change that. And I can imagine being a road warrior and being somebody who is successful and has everything in place to, to be able to predict that success. What you faced, like you said, you know, it was that total uncertainty. Talk to us about what aspect of your identity that you came in contact with that you learned more about. Because I know personally for me, when I left corporate, and that was a huge shift for me. And I did not realize how, shift, how huge that was going to be, but it impacted my identity. And I started asking myself different questions about who I was and about what beliefs I had based on relationships that are no longer there. Talk to us about the identity process for you during that. And thank you for sharing, by the way. It's
1: interesting because what I, my identity has always been a, uh, you get what you get. I mean, when you talk raw and unscripted, there's no better show for me to be on than than a title with raw and unscripted because that's just me. I I I I figured out a long, long time ago, Chris, that I'm not real good at faking shit, and so I'm just going to be me. I'll say what I say and act what I act, and I find shit funny. If I say it, and if it's funny, it's great. If not, I say, okay, well, we'll try another one. But you know, I but I I found. That with this virtual stuff. I mean, I started doing not only shows and my own podcast and guesting. I started doing uh, videos. I was sending out videos to, to, to customers and to potential customers daily. I mean, I was I would grab my I grab my cell phone right, and instead of instead of uh, and this is something I learned from Jeffrey Gittim or somebody I found, I'm sure you know. Oh uh, yeah. I I, about not just calling. Say hey what's up boy things suck do it what do you think uh, I don't business is gonna you know I, I would I would jump on and, and do a quick video hey brother what's up thinking about you hope you and your family's well If there's anything I can do for you give me a shout cheers you know those kind of things and I I learned quickly back to your question is that really caused me to become even more me because on the phone I can set back on the phone or my feet up and sat here and I'm talking to you going, man, right. You know, but when you're gonna do it virtually, whether by text or or, or email, uh, video or, or on shows, you, you damn well better be pretty yourself. You better be honest because people will see right through it, right? And that was a, I think I was unbeknownst to me, training myself for years to do that with my customers because uh, I've always been a relationship guy. I, have always been in the world of sales. That's my, my gig. Um, I've built business for life, um, building relationships, you know, cause I've always felt like, and I think that works in, in, in everything, yes. all aspects of life, but in my business world, and, and this is something that's said before, and it's not like I developed this theory, but the first thing is I gotta, I gotta sell Chris on Randy first, right? Yep. Before I start selling you on product and all these features and benefits and all that is just crap, because it's not crap, but everybody got them, you know, and, and 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 from the best product to the worst product, the differences are smaller than maybe we all want to believe they are because we believe our own stuff, right? Right. But at the end of the day, uh, you've got to buy me, right? And and so I I learned to do that just being out with, with, with customers, customer friends is what I always call them, because that's been one of the beauties of doing this for four plus decades um is that i have just got this this host of friends all over the country that i do business with and so i'm going on a little two three day road trip this week and i'm gonna go see buddies you know go grab a burger grab a beer take them in some donuts you know whatever the case may be and it's just reacquainting old times so but back to what you asked it's I, i i i learned to adapt i learned to take the stuff that i learned and spiraled this into a, it, it, I sometimes refer to it on some things. I, I developed this little, um, mantra for myself and I use it in some of my shows and some of my things, but Randy 2.5 hybrid, amazing. And I came up with that. It's pretty simple. I'm, my name's Randy. That's easy. 2.5. <laughs> that was just a number, right? I mean, everything's two point something, right? 2.0, 2.1, you know, it was a, right. a reset and where I came up with hybrid. Uh, was, and I, and I think this filters back to what you was talking about a minute ago, is I had this old way of doing things. And at the time when this all started, I was 100% virtual, which was good because it made me learn to do virtual. It, learned me, it made me learn to be better at it, to learn what I didn't know and try to get good and, and to enjoy it, which I do. Um, but then we started hearing everybody talking about, we're never going back, right? This is the new normal. We're never going to travel again. You're never going to go face-to-face to see customers. We're never going to do any of that. And I'm going, nah boy, that suck if that's the case. Um, but I, but I, I realized that I didn't buy that, right? But then we also had the other camp that was, I'm just going to sit here by my in my house and look out at the field and hope this goes away someday. I just can't wait to go back to normal. Well, mm-hmm. you're not going back to that normal the way it was either. And that's where hybrid came in, in my thinking. That's the, the, the hybrid part of my 2.5 hybrid amazing is somehow we need a hybrid, old and new, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, amazing was, why do you want to be normal? I don't want to be normal. I, 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 I want to be amazing, right? Let's live amazing life. Let's do amazing things. And, yes. And that's, so it's about, that's it's where about, that came about. from.
0: Yeah, about setting the intention. It's about setting the tone, setting the attitude. Like you said, when you came on the show, it's like, oh my God, I'm already inspired because we set that tone. We set that energy. I want to take a second here. Just acknowledge everybody. What's up? Beautiful people. We got Amber Allen in the house. What's up, Amber? Great to see you. Says, hey, Christopher Roush. And uh, says, keep doing what you do. Absolutely. I would never do anything else. Um, says absolutely collect moments, not things. You want to believe that? We got Monique in the house. What's up, Monique? Hello, everyone. She says, We got Ray in the house. Kick ass Ray says, Good evening, misfits for life. And uh, Monique says, hey, Right here, totally agree, Randy. She totally agrees with you. We got uh-huh. Scott in the house, Scott Rickard. Good evening, Good everyone. God. Teresa's in the house. She says, what's up? Hi guys. And she says, relationships are the secret. Yeah. There, that is the secret sauce to your point, Randy. I mean, thinking about, you know, all the widgets can be the the, literally the same specs and everything else. It comes down to what's the service of the widget. What's the connection with the widget. And like you said, so beautifully, you know, people buy from you when they know, like, and trust you. Um, So absolutely. Like Teresa says, relationships are the secret. She says, uh, not going back, only going forward. Ooh, that, ooh, that. right there, ladies and gentlemen, hey, write that shit it. down. Not going back, only going forward. God, you must have an amazing coach, Teresa. I got to meet that guy. Uh, Margaret's in the house. She says, what's up? Hey, Chris. And Monique says, facts. Yes, thank you guys all for being here. Whether you're live or on the replay, we appreciate you guys are the Misfits for Life. I love you. And this is why I do the show every single week. Um, So thinking about you know what you're talking about, Randy, and it all encapsulates really what our truth is, right? What our truth is. And based on that, that's, that's what feeds our beliefs. Talk to us about how potentially we can rewrite what we believe is the truth about something, i.e. our perspective about something so that we can, we can create those small wins you're talking about. So if I change my truth about, you know, that I'm not worthy of success and I start to have a belief that I am, then of course, that's going to, that's going to segue. What are your thoughts on that for people who are struggling right now, who don't even know what to believe anymore? So many people I talk to right now, including myself, I'm like, I don't know what to believe. So I'm just going to focus on what I can affect, which is my life and my moments that I have. What are your thoughts on that, man?
1: But and what you just hit on, Chris, is, is, ultra, is, is, is the key, I think. You have, to, you have to, as I said earlier, be willing to adapt. But you also have to be able, I think, to, to say, I can fix what I can fix. I can control what I can control. And I can, I can be the best, the absolute, absolute, out of control, freaking best at being me. And uh, I like to tell people sometimes, I said, uh, I, I, I talked to a young guy here a while back, and he said, he, he wants some sales advice and, and, and these kind of things. And we're chatting. And I said, but, but don't try to do what I do, because you can't do it. And I don't mean that cocky. Only Randy can be Randy, right? Right. Only Chris can be Chris. So you take stuff whatever stuff we talk about and then you wide it up and, and put it into a little thing and make it you right and i think that's the biggest thing you got to do is but and i know it's easier said than done and and i know people are in trouble or hurting there's issues and you know, all those things <clears throat> and so i sometimes feel i, I want to back my enthusiasm off a little at times because i get overly enthusiastic about just life in general and, and what i do
0: i know but what you mean I get you people tell me, it, it, shut up all the time. It must be nice to be you, Chris. And I'm like, yeah. you know how I got to be me? <laughs> By the choices I made.
1: Yes, exactly. It's the choices you make and it's discipline. And that's one thing that I've really work hard at is being disciplined because I'm a very motivated person. I set goals. I want things. I expect things. I expect things out of them. I demand them out of myself. But motivation at the end of the day is a bunch of garbage because that comes and goes. Yeah. It's a fleeting moment, right? It's but you got to have the discipline in place that you're going to do it anyways, whether you want to or not. At, at ten o'clock, I do this. At nine o'clock, I do that, and this is what I do because I know, proven over time, that that'll get me to the result that I want. Because if you wait to be motivated, I, I'm like I said, I'm probably in in the upper percentile of people that are cranked up, fired up, and motivated to do stuff. But I'll believe me. Well, there's a lot of days where I'd rather just say, S- you know what? It's, it's 630 in the hotel room. Ah, that first call won't matter that much, right? Easy right. to do. Nobody would know but myself, right? So what, what, prevents do- what, you, what prevents
0: you from doing that? What how do what prevents you from doing that? How do you create your discipline?
1: I, I, most of it, I have become, as much as I fight with my iPhone, and as much as I call it names and tell it I hate it, Um, because it never seems to work for me when I want it to. I have become a pretty good master at giving myself reminders. And and I made a commitment to myself that if I put it in the phone, by God, it's going to happen. Period. End of discussion. And I have to look at myself in the mirror and and remind myself, okay, so you were going to call Chris at 3, and you didn't call Chris. And I explained to myself, why didn't you call Chris? Well, I didn't want, uh, there's no excuse other than I just didn't. And so I don't like that about myself. So I, uh, it's, 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 it, that's one that not being a, a trained uh, coach or teacher, that's a hard one for me to maybe tell people how they would, how they would develop that discipline. But I can tell you this without discipline, you're never going to reach the levels you want to reach. You just won't, you'll never get motivated enough to do it. Because motivational, you'll be motivated today right? Or for an hour or for this week. But, but that comes and goes, right? Go to, it, 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 I've seen it a million times with me. I'm massively mm-hmm. motivated today and tomorrow. I don't want to do it. But I so does, that that, does that come from
0: your character? Does that come from your character from childhood? Does that come from the values that you created for yourself? Oh. Talk to us a little bit. About, I think about discipline and I think discipline is a great word. I don't think it's a negative word. <laughs> I think about it, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> still getting over this damn cold four weeks later. Okay. Um, when I think about discipline, I think about, you know, what are, what are my non-negotiables? What are, what are the areas of my life that, that, that I would be disappointed or regret myself in for not doing my best? What do you, does that have something to play into? it? Did you have role models that created that character within you to say, okay, whether I want to do it or not, I'm going to have the discipline because I have this bigger why as to what holds me accountable. I do
1: And in, 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 a lot of it goes back, uh, to, uh, to my, my father who's been gone for 26 years now but i still remember just so many things he taught me and i grew up on a farm a little farm outside of a tiny little town it was 1201 people which I always cracked me up because i never figured out why they had the one so i and my family and i left that little town i always kept looking back in the rear mirror to see if it flipped back to 1190. <laughs> right? i mean it was just weird but uh, little little, little, uh, little farm town, grew up on the farm, worked on the farm, worked the fields with my dad. And But I remember two things. One, I remember night setting with my mom and dad. I was an only child. I was adopted when I was three, three days old. Wow. And uh, so they were like the greatest parents ever in history. But so they was cooking. Mom cooked dinner, Salisbury steak. I still remember mashed potatoes, corn, carrots, um, lots of bread. I mean, the typical... Make you chubby because you know little little meat on the bones is good for you, right? That was right. my mantra, right. mantra, right? And I remember we got done. And my dad says, Let's go, Rand. I go, ah, what are we gonna do? He says, Grab a hoe out of the garage. Okay, uh, okay, that all of a sudden sounds like work. <laughs> and I'm uh, probably like eight years old, maybe nine, I don't know. I said, Where are we going? So we're going out in the soybean field. Okay. And what so we went out in the soybean field. We started the uh Nightly deal of hoeing and pulling weeds out of the rows of the soybeans. And I'll keep in mind, Chris, we had tractor and cultivators and, and equipment to do this stuff, but it wouldn't get the weeds right in the middle of the row, right? Gotcha. And I said, Why are we doing this, Dad? And he goes, Because we have to be dedicated to our crop because we will reap what we sow and we have to be dedicated to it. We took all the time, money, and effort to plant it and we have to take care of it so it takes care of us i didn't realize how wild at the time at the time i'm nine years old it's like screw this i'm pulling milkweed, in my hand's stink i don't like this <laughs> or running 12 rows over because i see a stupid snake you know but that one stuck and then the other one chris that really stuck was probably five six years i was probably 11 12 13 years old and one of the things besides farming he did is he started a farm business that's where i first started getting into sales and learning that i i, I kind of like that thing i like helping people get what they need, like zigzaggerism, right? right. right? Help enough people get what they want and need. I buy that big time. Mm-hmm. But so we're out planting, planting corn. He become a seed dealer, uh, you know, a seed corn dealer. And rain's coming. There's storms coming in. We're trying to get the seeds planted, right? And busting and butt trying to get it done. And my, we we had a dinner bell. Remember dinner bells? They, they'd be on a pole, and you, you your mom, your, my mom would come out and ring it, basically to say it's time to come to dinner because we didn't have cell right. phones or anything. And dad looks at his watch and he goes, it's, it's, it's not dinner time. So we, we drive back up to the to the house and uh, one of his seed corn customers called, trying to get the planning done, storm coming, same storm we're having, we're going to have. And he says uh, he needs like 12 bags of seed to finish up and he has nobody to come and get them. So my dad goes, yep, let's go. We'll load them on the pickup and go. So we load the seeds on and we get in the truck and I or the pickup. And I said to my dad, I said, why are we taking these to... But Ernest, I think it was his name, believe it or not. He goes, Well, because Ernest is trying to get his seed plant before the storm comes. I said, But so are we. I mean, why don't we just tell Ernest to come get him? He goes, You don't understand. Ernest gave me the privilege of buying seed corn for me. He trusts me. He trusted mm-hmm. I'd be there when when, when i when when he needed me. And right now Ernest needs us. And again, I'm remembering this 40 years later, 40 right, 50 years later stop there anyway <laughs> a lot of years later, like I said later.
0: it goes like this
1: yes it does but, but but so so obviously it made a big impact on my life of oh yeah understanding that you got to be motivated by doing for other people and and that's the way I always conducted myself in my sales world is I don't think about the commission or think about the money I'm not saying you never think about it'd it, be a lie but I, you think about just if this guy's going to give me the he's got a lot of places to go if he's going to trust me with this part of his business to buy what he needs from me to do business then i owe him everything i can possibly do and more to earn and keep and maintain that trust and so that's what always probably motivates me more than anything is is letting you down if you become a customer of mine and, and building components which is what i'm involved with that would be like the worst I just hit me in the nose a few times. That'd be better. You know that goes away. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get it. Know, but but the the feeling that I let you down that 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 cost you a job or or cost you money or you're just plain disappointed. I don't like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were we were raised we were raised. I mean, one of the things that I remember most about my mom and and trust me, there was a lot of messed up stuff. Was she always taught me how to have manners? And in, like manners and respect and integrity with your word. That's why I love the book, The Four Agreements. Like you know, be impeccable with your word. Okay, so dovetailing off of what you just said, and what you just said is massive. So thank you for sharing that because it really does. It speaks to your character. It speaks what to what you hold in high regard, and what your dad was Im- implementing to you is like, hey, listen, you know, this is what this is what good enough will get you, and this is what like you said, amazing will get you, or this is this is what you know, anything other than good enough will get you. So here's a question I have for you. And this is something that I stumbled upon because I, I take words very seriously. Um, and I said something to myself one day and I said, and I was putting my stuff up on my dresser and I said, I did the best I could today. Or I, did, I said something to the effect of I literally said it out, said out loud and I said, I did the best I could. And then I stopped and I went best. Was that, was that my best? Was that, what is my best? And I started becoming obsessed with why in some situations we do, our best, right? And I use the analogy and I, I tend to go in dark places to use, to find leverage for myself. But I think if somebody just walked into my house right now and said, okay, Chris, I need you to raise $20,000 in the next seven days. It can't be illegal, immoral, or unethical. Okay. Well, that sounds like a lot of money. I immediately, my brain goes, eh. Now, if somebody walks in with my son right now and has a gun to his head and says, you have seven days, can't be illegal, immoral, or unethical. I suddenly have 20 fucking ideas on what I can do because of that leverage, because of what is doing my best. So my question to you saying that is what is your difference between good enough and being your best? And why is it okay in some situations to be good enough? And what areas do you focus your best on?
1: Well, I think think it's okay to do your best if you go out and play golf. It's fine it doesn't matter in the, in the, in the scheme of things. I think anything that, that matters, if if it matters, you should do it your best or you shouldn't do it. And so if, uh, you know, if if I'm, I'm pretty competitive in general, but, but, uh, I'm gonna play tennis, or I'm gonna play golf, or I'm gonna do any of those kind of things, which I really don't do much anymore, but uh, I'm gonna do my best, but I I would slack off and go, yeah, you know, I, I did my best. that's, That's fine. But when it comes to, any kind of relationship stuff whether it's with with customers whether it's with family with uh, with, with, with your, your significant other friends uh when it comes to relationships i, I feel like you in, you never should ask for less than what you're willing to give and i want i want everything from you if we're going to be friends i want all of chris right well I can't expect that and then not give you all back. Right. So uh, to me, that's, that's also important. And I put a lot of value on that because I, I have, I have between Dixie and I, my wife and I, the Dixie chick, um, only because it's, her name's Dixie and she's a chick. So I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty simple minded Chris, but the Dixie chick and I, we, we got four adult kids, um, well into adulthood. I'm not going to say how old, but you already figured out I'm old. And, uh, Eight grandkids and a great grandson, so I also feel like, and this this sounds odd because you never see yourself getting older, right? Yeah. I, mean, I still don't see myself as older, but yeah. when you get a certain point where you start going, I I want to make a I want to make sure there's a le- you use the word a legacy. I want to make sure that at some point maybe hopefully 20, 30 years from now, but it could be 30 seconds from now, I'm no longer here. Have have I schooled them by not, this is what you do, you A, B, C, and D, because we all do that. Right. Did Did you learn it by watching? Did you see how I conducted myself? Did you see how I handled that situation? Because I feel like people learn much better by seeing than they do by just being schooled, so to speak. And I think the same thing happens with customer relationships. I can tell you, I'm a sales guy. We're gonna give you the best product, the best price, and the best service, and the best, and the best, and the best, and the best. I can give you all that, right? And yeah, right, 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 right. I'm a sales guy, you're supposed to say that. The, the key is, do I live it every day? And, and, and am I honest with you, do I tell you the truth? And and do I tell you, uh, if I plain flat out screwed up, and I think that's another key too, screw up in relationships with your kids, with your grandkids, with your spouse, with your friends, with with your customers, I, you know, like, for example, if, if, a, if a shipment's shipment's not going to ship because somewhere in the system we we messed up and didn't put the order in. That's what I'm going to tell you, because I'm not going to beat around the bush with a bunch of garbage, because you know what? All of a sudden you go, wow, if he's honest about that, he's probably going to be honest about everything, right? Mm-hmm. Or you start because you're always going to get caught in lies. You're always going to get fucked. I like this, you know, the old theory, and this goes, it's not getting not my theory, but, you know, you should always tell the truth, right? So, I like to say, I feel I'm a pretty honest guy. But with that said, I tell honest. People, I'm going to tell you the truth because I'm not smart enough to figure out all that crap and remember it, you know? I mean, you start making up stories, you know? Well, well I we lived that life. this happened. Three weeks later, when it comes up again, I'm going to forget what the hell I told you, Right. Because the truth is just the truth. No, I say thing I told you three weeks ago. We forgot to order it. Sorry. Right? And mm-hmm. it's amazing in most situations how just falling on the sword, right? Just, I'm sorry, Chris, I messed up. Like, Honesty. We screwed that up, man. I mean, I couldn't just, you know, I, I told the guy once, I, I said, we actually could not have screwed it up more. We just
0: thought about it three years. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yes, we, just, we screwed I mean, the pooch on this one. Yes.
1: But I said the Why good not? news is the good news is that you did a great thing for mankind because we screwed you up so bad that we're not gonna screw anybody else for a while now because I mean we blew all of our all of our ammo on screwing up on you. But thank you for that. <laughs>
0: I love it. I mean, you know, I I've, I've I've grown up the same way, man. I mean, just being honest with people, just being straightforward and transparent um is is one of the best ways because then they just connect with you. They just understand you're like, "Hey, whether it's good news or bad news, at least I can trust what it is that Randy's going to say." Which is something yep. that I heavily invest in because trust is massively important for me. Uh we got some we got some chiming in of of people here. Um we got what Tree- oh, Teresa. I'm not going to put that. Um, she says, Teresa says, Christopher Roush, right? Couldn't be who I am without your coaching. Well, come on. Monique job. says all about your mindset. Yes, Monique. And you have a kick-ass mindset. I know you, this girl, she's unstoppable, man. She's got, she's got attitude for days and I love it. She says, I started writing things down. I see it and I do it. Yes, Monique. What's up, Mark Gasser? We got Peachtree, Georgia in the house. This is Randy, my fellow old school knuckle dragon sales pro. The <laughs> disciple of discipline mindset mastery is the name of the game. Thank right you, on, Mark Gasser
1: right on, buddy.
0: from Peachtree, Georgia. Uh, we appreciate you being here, brother. Monique says here, she goes, pay it forward and always do it from your heart. Yes, oh, yes, 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 yes. I used so. to do pay it forward coaching. It was one of the greatest things because I would ask people to go I would coach them for free and I would say, okay, your, 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 your fee for me is to go do three nice things for random strangers and come back and tell me about it. And I thought it was just my way of like carrying on the movie, the pay it forward movie with Haley Joe Osmond. I'm like, Oh, I kind of dig that. This is way, way long years ago. And I found out, I thought it was gonna be my coaching that was going to change them. It was actually them going, doing nice things for other people that shifted their mindset more. And that's what got me into the whole gratitude thing. And like, you're finding your natural gifts. So yes, yes, yes. Oh, Monique says exactly how I was raised. And she says right here, she goes, I give a thousand percent on everything and everyone, but slack on myself. Ooh, that is my downfall. I am getting better with me first. Absolutely. What do you say to, what do you say to Monique in that situation? Right. Uh, you yeah, know, we tend to yeah. give everybody else a thousand percent, yeah. but when it comes to us, are we like, uh, buckets got fucking holes in it. What do I do now? What are your right.
1: thoughts? Well, I, I would say, and, and, uh, and, and we've heard this analogy used before, but, uh, and I think about this from time to time, there's a reason they tie you on an airplane, I fly a lot. That when the mask drops, you put your own on first. Yep. Right. It, you, you can't take care of others. You can't do well for others. If you don't do well for yourself first. You just can't. Right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I don't think it's I, th- I don't think it's selfish. See, I think people fall into the the mindset that it's selfish if I take care of myself first. I mean, you do it congruently, I guess. But 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 still, at the end of the day, you got to take care of yourself. Because if, if you don't, you're not in a position mentally, physically, financially, emotionally, whatever the case may be, to take care of them. If 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 if, if, if you're if you're in a shit place, it's gonna be pretty hard. It's gonna be pretty hard to help somebody get out of that, whatever that is, right?
0: It is. Yeah, it's so, it's it's really it's really about. I I sit there and I think about my son has this book and it's called the Bucket Filling Book or something like that. So. One of the things it talks about in there is like the fact that, you know, you could fill people's buckets with the nice things that you do, or you can empty people's buckets by the negative things that you do. But it also talks about the fact that you can't pour into other people's buckets if your bucket is empty or if your bucket has holes in it. So the important factor is, and I get people with this. So Monique, think about, think about one of the people in your life that you love the most, that you would keep your promise for the most. And think about, okay, how much do you give to that person? I want to give 100% of myself to that person because I love them so much. Well, if you're only at 50%, You're only giving that person 50% of yourself. So you... Owe it to that person to take care of yourself first to become stronger yourself to become happier more content more fulfilled in your life more excited about life because then that energy is going to transfer so much more over to that person so sometimes we can actually take care of ourselves in a much more effective way by by seeing it through the other person's eyes and what we can do for that person it's it's, it's a crazy way of doing it but I've had it I've had so much success with giving people that perspective on okay listen I really love that person like my, my kids like you love your kids yes okay we're only at 40 percent you need to be at 80 percent to be able to give that kid more. What do you need to do? Okay. I need to stop tolerating half the bullshit in my life. Okay. Write those things down and start knuckle them off the list and then become a happier person. So um, I'm always happy to talk to you, Monique. I love you. I think you're amazing. Um, Oh, look at this. She says, love you. So inspiring. Amen. All day. Amen. All day. Um, Yes. Oh, see, she right right here. She says, you are so right. Thank you both. I needed to hear this. Love it. So when I think about you, you, you touched upon um, having kids. So here's 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 my other aspect of of fin- being fascinated with how the growth process happens and how how we change and how we shift. So being from your perspective, and I just heard this great interview with Dennis Waitley. I'm sure you know who Dennis Waitley oh, yeah. is from back in the old school days. Uh, I've listened to him on Clubhouse a few times, and not talking about the psychology of success, but he's talking about his perspective now being 88 years old. And looking back on his life and one of the things you know me, Randy, all my posts say no regrets because regrets scare the absolute shit out of me. And he's talking about his life and how his perspective has shifted. And he talks about how his parenting perspective has shifted and what he thought was important back in those days and what he would change now and what he's changing now with his grandkids. Talk to us about that process for you of being a parent. And now how you see, What, for example, what advice would you give me? I have a five-year-old son. I'm 52 years old. So what did you think was important when your kids were five years old and what now would you say to a, to a parent of a five-year-old to instill in them like the most valuable lessons?
1: Interesting. You know, it was, uh, the, the first thing I would say is we all know that there's no instruction manual comes with them, right? I looked and I hit my first son who's 42 now got old anyway. And I, I look for it. I looked. I looked. I looked in the, in the stuff we brought home from the hospital, and there, there's no manual that said what to do. And, and 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 you want to talk about? I think having kids should prepare you for everything else you want to do in life, because <laughs> there really isn't going to be anything more scary than that. I mean, good way, but also in a bad way, right? You just you don't know what you're doing because you realize you're going through all this. I got a kid. Or we're going to have a kid. We're going the showers and the oh, congratulations all oh, that's wonderful mm-hmm. right up until that 1820 hours in the hospital and a couple three days later you're going oh, shit, I, I'm you and me are the only ones responsible here
0: okay. you're gonna let us leave that's what I said I'm like you're gonna let us leave
1: yeah exactly I don't have to pass they a test yeah exactly there's no test there's no nothing they just wheel you out the door and stick you in the car yeah. you're going like, holy crap but you know what it does is it, its a, it's a great training ground what I I think looking back, um, I think you got to figure out what kind of parent you want to be. And, and I, I come from, again, talking about my, my dad more. My mom was a great lady too, but my dad was very inspirational to me. And he was, I, I, I tried to develop the biggest challenge I had, Chris, was not being too much of a friend to my kids because I know it's easy. And in, in today's world, I see it more than I think back in, in my era, even it is, I want to be their buddy. I want to be their pal. Well, they got buddies and pals. You can be buddy and pal to them sometimes, but I'm saying, at the end of the day, you still, I'm dad, right? You right. still need to be some, taught by that discipline word again, right? I'm in charge. You're not. And, and I'm going to try to teach you, tell you, if, and you can agree, we can talk, we can discuss But at the end of the day. Uh, this part of the world, outside of me doing something wrong to you, like hurting you or something, uh, your rights come from me, right? I mean, I, I'm the disciplinarian. I'm, I'm going to tell you what i'm talking about like not like you can't eat for three days i'm talking about eat to dinner or you don't get anything else that's that's just a rule we have that's the way it works i, I think it's easy and I, I know i fell into um that for a while Of especially when they got to be six seven eight nine and then they started to play sports and they started to do things is, is i just wanted to be their best buddy be their pal and i figured out that then they treated me like a pal. And then I had no authority left, right? So I gave it away. They didn't mm-hmm. take it. I gave it to him. I just said, I'll be your buddy. Well, no, I'm not your buddy. But the good news is as they get older, you circle back around to what it is that we really wanted as a dad to be their buddy. Because my boys now, at 40 and 42, we're, we're just buds, we're pals. You know, we're not, it's almost like like we're not even father and son. (laughs) son.
0: I've had people tell me that before. Like, I feel like I have this weird, really, my mom and I too, we became like friends for a while. It was like, we weren't even, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. And so in, in, in now a thing, when your son's five, you said cute kid, by the way, I love, the pics of him, you and him. Thank you. But the, 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 the interesting thing will, will be when, when they, they start doing that, that, pulling away, and you go through that period where you gotta let them make their own mistakes, and, and, and sometimes you got to, because if they make mistakes within the realm of my supervision, I'm gonna keep them. It's kind of like you wanna know, walk up the cliff, I'll let you walk up the cliff. I'm gonna, you'll be, because you need to find out that it's dangerous. If you walk too far, you're gonna fall off. Knowing that at the last second, I'm gonna still grab you by the belt, right? You're still there to make sure, and right. and hopefully they they figure out on their own. Um, that probably some of those things I shouldn't do if they figured out on their own. It's way better than us telling them because if that's the parent child relationship, right, mm-hmm. anything we say definitely, generally they're going to take the opposite approach because that's just what we do. I have the worst of it. But the other thing I tried to, I tried to work on, and this is a gun comes back from my dad is, um, quick story. I remember when I came home from a school dance. And high school, probably as a sophomore senior, no, a sophomore junior, probably could, could drive. And uh, I'll admit that uh, being a typical high school kid there might have been a little sneaking out of the car for a little snifter of, of something, right? Because right. you're kids and you want to get away with stuff, right? And we, we got caught by the principal, got sent home. I walk in, I pull in the driveway. And it's probably now about I don't know, 1230 at night or something, right? No lights on. I'm going, Phew. made it, made it. No lights on. Nobody's on. I pull in, the lights off on the car, open the door real quietly, and it squeaks a little. Yeah. I walk in, I shut the door. Three steps into the house, the lights snap on. Hey, you're in. Oh, uh-uh. So, what'd you do tonight? Well, of course, at, at 17, you're going to lie. Huh? Nothing. Just <laughs> the dance. principal called. Oh shit, that's not good. And so, anyways, my dad just said, "So I know the whole story. He said, I need you to go to bed." I said that's it. He says, "Yeah." He says, "I'm just, just, just too disappointed in you."
0: Ooh, the you? D word. Oh. The so D word. Me the
1: basement, take me in the basement and hit me with a club. Would have been better. The right? D word. Ah, oh. and, and, and so I. And my boys may or may not, one of them probably, probably, they may they may catch us on replay sometimes. They usually watch my stuff. So they'll know now as, as parents of their own uh, that, that they do the same thing. But uh, so I really tried to use some of that D, the, the the D word or the thought of it is, you know, I just, I, I want you to grow and be your own person, but don't disappoint me. You know there's certain expectations that i have that you're going to be a decent person and you're going to do right stuff and i'm not even going to be so much mad if you screw up if we all screw up I'm life. disappointed and if you keep doing it i'm going to be really disappointed which may look strange like mad <laughs> you know <laughs> at some point right but uh but no so that was but i'll tell you chris you're on a journey right now with a five-year-old um, oh yeah you know, so I've got, like I said, with eight grandkids between the two of us. Uh, 23-year-old is the oldest, and, and and she's still my best buddy in the world. I mean, we're just pals. And, uh, and she's got a, a son, so now I have a great grandson. And, you know, you want to know an odd thing? So I, I've been used to being called, I'm Papa to everybody. So I've been pops to the boys and Papa to the grandkids. I was, so I've been 23 years of being called Papa, right? And all of a sudden... Somebody referred to that great grandson, right? And somebody will say, "Papa," and I'm—they're talking about my son. Whoa! And I'm going, holy shit, that ain't right. That's just <laughs> not right at all. I mean, that <laughs> is weird. I'm just going to tell you, that is just like one of the weirdest situations I've had it happen a couple times, um, because it, you, even though he's 42 and, and and a former Marine and and and, and uh, just a butt kicking but he's still my little guy still in a sense right right it, 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 it's like holy shit that's papa <laughs>
0: the legacy torch has been passed it's
1: been passed exactly been, so if, you <coughs> know what i think if you get through this crazy world and you know that you can pass that torch and it'll be in good hands yeah i think you did well you know i think you did well if 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 the, the young ones can go on and build good lives and be good people, then yeah, you did all right.
0: Yeah. That's I I because I've been I've I've been interviewing parents before we adopted my son my son's adopted from birth so I've been interviewing parents all my life pretty much in search of that what makes us tick and I watched my buddies have kids and I've seen their kids get old enough to go to high school I've, so I've been okay what did you what did you do in this point what did you do in this point even before having a kid to understand that the, the 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 choice consequence route okay I decided to be a buddy to my kids and this is how they turned out I decided to be a disciplinary to my kids I've seen so many different variations that I've asked most, most of my, most of my answers. When after I had my son asking people about regrets and everything, they said, Chris, listen, I know that you're going to want the best for your kid. I know you're going to be obsessed about personal development. Am I doing the right thing and everything else? Give them lots of love, be honest with them, be in the moment with them, be there for them and have a fun time doing it. Don't exactly. overthink it. So everything, I always logging. go back to my brain. It's just like that. It's just like, okay, that's like what whenever I, I always go, I always do this. I make it an intention like I did with the show. Like after I get done with this, my intention is to go be present and playful with my son. I'm like, I give myself about two or three minutes. I get out of interviewer mode or coach mode or whatever it might be. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be with my son right now. And I set that intention because that for me is ultimately, I want him to know that whenever my time comes being 51 or 52 now, that I always leave that legacy that he knows that I love him and that that's the torch that gets to be passed to him. And that's, that's the legacy that we get to leave. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you for saying that. I have one final question before we close out because it's something that I've been asking my guests recently and I'm super excited about uh, getting your take on this. We've got some more people in the house. we got Aaron in the house. She's coming to us, I think from YouTube. Good to see you, Aaron. We got, uh, Linda in the house. We got Monique's mom in the house. What's up. We got Robert Broker in the house. Robert's in the, I mean, like, where's Robert been all night. Says greetings, everybody. What's up? Time drops, it's a bomb. Um, yes, yes, yes. And um, we saw she's uh, Aaron saying best advice ever, and Linda saying, Yeah, you are right. Yeah, you're right, Christopher Roush. Okay, so final question for you, and then let people know where they can get a hold of you. What are one or two of your favorite questions, the most powerful questions that you use in your life that help you stay? Successful.
1: Hmm. A lot of questions. More questions than I have answers. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think probably the probably the biggest one is is uh, is this worth doing it, and why are you doing
0: it? Ooh, talk to me about that one. I love it.
1: Well, it's because th- there's there's so many draws upon our time in in a day. Forget the week of the month. Uh, from, from from all aspects, right? Business and, and, and sales in my world and, 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 again, relationships and all these things, family, friends. Um, and I think you just struck on it a minute ago, and I, I like that, is, is I have to get better at it. Because I'm not near as good as I w- would like to be or should be. But it's something to work in progress, which is if there's lunchtime with the Dixie Chick, it needs to be lunchtime with the Dixie Chick all else mm-hmm. needs to go away. Yeah, for this period. Uh, if it's out with dinner and drinks and whatever with friends, it needs to be focused on that. So I think you, you struck out it a minute ago is where am I at? Why am I at? And what am I doing? And, 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 if, and if, if it's important enough to be taking this hour to go to lunch with Dix, then I need to be all in. And I think you need to do that all in and everything in your life. And, mm-hmm. and and that's that's an area that I have to work at because I am so I, I have these battling things, right? Because I am so intense with my world of sales. I love selling. I and I like to, I like to say I love helping other people get what they want or need, you right? Because I, I don't like the word sales because I, I'm not gonna ask you ever to buy something you don't need. If you need it, it makes sense and with the right deal, then then unless That's such a big part of what I do, and I love it so much. I live for it. That it's it's easy for me to it's easy for me, and, and I find myself doing it. You know, got my phone right. It's easy for me to be sitting there, little little pub, having a having a, having a salad and a glass of Pinot Grigio, right? And, and going, just a second. You know, take mm-hmm. I just gonna take care of this. Now, there are times that I you know I just got to beg forgiveness because it's like. I've waited for this for like three days and the answer's here and I got to do something with it. But generally speaking, I'm not doing brain surgery. <clears throat> you know, I, I, you know, there's, there's probably, I say, probably no, no nobody's going to die if I don't respond for 30 more minutes. You know, so I, but I have to work on that. And I know I do because I, I know that, uh, that's probably one of my biggest weaknesses is I'll I- ignore, Important people, wife, kids, whatever, because I, I, have so wrapped up in intertwined into my, my work world that I love because it's all part of me mm-hmm. trying to separate those. It, it, it's, it's tough. It's, it and, goes back
0: and, to that identity. What I was talking about before it's, it's wrapped up in your identity it's almost like a drug. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Think about that. It's, it's interesting, but I mean, I, I highly recommend that it's, it's been so massive for my coaching clients for myself is like, okay, who, who am I expected to be in this next situation? I'm expected to be Chris, the husband. I'm not expected to be Chris, the, the guy that's giving all the advice. I'm not expected to be the Chris, the hype guy. You know, I naturally am, but that's why I need to go. Okay. I'm going downstairs. Okay. Here's okay. Nobody gives a fuck what I'm saying. Everybody here does, but I go downstairs like blah, 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 blah. They're like, huh? What did you say? I'm like, oh, my feelings got hurt. Not every, You know, so I sit there and I just choose like, okay, when I'm there, when I'm there, when I'm there, like being in those moments, again, it all wraps around to the same thing. We're in those moments and we're being congruent. We're being authentic. We're, we're living our best legacy. We're learning from the things in the past that we would reframe differently. I don't even call them mistakes that we would reframe differently. Like you were saying, being with your kids, it's all part of the growth process. It's all part of who we become every single day it could be new and exciting or it could be you know a conflict of fear. It just all depends on what we what we what we choose to focus on. So Randy, I appreciate you tonight, you know and, and sharing your heart and sharing your soul and sharing your your brilliance and what you've learned because I know that it's impacted people, whether they're watching it here live or they're watching it on the replay or are gonna be listening on the podcast. Um, where can people get a hold of you and continue the conversation if they want to learn more about Randy?
1: Well, you can uh, my my website. Probably the best place to start is really easy. It's, it's Ibuyfromrandy.com because why uh, wouldn't you, right? <laughs> I started that. I was I was branding myself before branding was even a word, I think. But uh, Ibuyfromrandy.com would we'll take you to the website. People can get a hold of me there. You can find me on YouTube, LinkedIn, all the social media platforms. I'm pretty active on most of those, and uh, I really I really dig talking to people, um, especially about the area of expertise, I think that I guess uh, I'm not that smart, but 40, 40 years of doing this, I, I just picked stuff up by osmosis. So, uh, you know, over the years, you know, I, I think I might have some things to offer people sometimes. So, I mean, I, I love to talk to folks that are you know, in, in in the world of sales, especially, uh, and, and, and it's all, I, I've talked to, and i say numerous, but numerous people, and none of it is a sales conversation it's a relationship and a people and, 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 attitude and mindset and, 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 uh, and building wins. Like Again, you're, you're going to, you're going to honor me with being on my show in a few weeks here. I can't remember when that is, but a uh, building wins. And, and, and that whole thing is important to me. And I use that all the time because last little parting words that I do every day is I constantly, I have a virtual in my head, wind pop. I have a, I have, I, it's, it's a coffee table, I can see it, an old yeah. coffee table that my, my mom used to have, I see it in my head. And every day, every time I get a win, small, big, medium, large, I throw it on the pile. And it's like an hour sand in an hourglass, right? They just keep piling up. And I, I have this, right or wrong, but I have this weird thinking about wins is that I think all wins, they don't identify what type of win. Was it a, a family win, a health and fitness win, was it a sales win? Wins just like wins. Yeah. And I don't think wins care whether they're large wins, big wins, medium-sized wins. I think they all are equal. And every time you throw a win on, they all get together and get excited. And then you get you, know, you just develop more wins. And so it could be you say, hey, no, 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 first thing in the morning, sit down, honey, I'll, I'll grab your coffee for you. It's a, it's a tiny little win, right? But it's a little win that builds the next one and the next one and the next one. So I think – I, and I try to explain that when I talk to people because – I think sometimes when you're a sales or business kind of guy, people look at when you talk about building wins as you're only talking about well, just just making a whole lot of money and, and, and buying fancy stuff and doing all this. Uh, that's just a little part of it. You, you, building wins is everything you do in life every day. Calling up Uncle Al that you haven't talked to in seven years and making him have the happiest day of his life, that's a pretty big win, right? And the thing is, is I found is that every win... If I do something for you that made you feel good, that's, that's a 10X, 100X win for me. That's my it's a rip, it's the ripple. weird uh, final words, I guess.
0: That's the ripple effect, brother. That's the ripple effect. That's the effect you have. I so appreciate you being on the show, brother. I'm going to place you backstage. Don't go anywhere. And I'm Got just going to finish out the show here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there you have it. 58 minutes and 26 seconds of pure awesomeness pure awesomeness. I hope you guys really took to heart what Randy said tonight and the the nuggets that he shared with us through his journey and through the things that he has trialed and erred on in his own situation. You know, success ultimately comes from who we decide we want to become not who we are necessarily, but who it is that we want to become. Who, what, what does success mean to you? Who, who do you need to become in order to be successful? What are your definition of terms of being successful? Randy was just talking about right now, possessions and accolades and things that, that float the ego. I was one of those guys. I had a list of all the different types of houses I wanted, the different types of cars I wanted. I had all these vision boards. I'm like, ooh, ooh, all those things. And it worked for a long time. It kept me motivated. It kept me inspired. But now, Now possessions are great and money is great and all the other stuff is great. But seriously, if I drop dead right now, none of it matters. None of it. It becomes a burden. Even if it's worth money, it becomes a burden on somebody else. And is that what we want to do in our life is is have more burdens or do we want to have more wins? Do we want to take a look at what it is that we're choosing to focus on here in these crazy times that we're experiencing uh, here as of the taping of the show? That's live show, August 24th, 2021. There's a lot of chaos and uncertainty going on in the world. I know you guys are all dealing with that. I'm dealing with it as well. And as my final parting thoughts on this show and thinking about what we discussed today, um, have your Why? have your why. When you know what your why is and you know the legacy that you want to leave and you set the intention for that every single day when you wake up, just imagine how many amazing moments you can create. Just imagine changing your mindset from being good enough to being awesome in a few key areas of your life, like pouring into yourself, pouring into your bucket first. What is it that you can do today? What promise can you make to yourself tonight before you go to sleep that by which when you wake up in the morning, you can change the intentions and the actions and the results of what it is that you're focusing on most. Most people get up and they let the day own them. How about this? How about you get up in the day, you get up in the morning and say, day, you're my bitch. You know why? Because I'm going to get some exercise in and I've got a morning playlist and I'm going to set my intentions and I'm going to journal and I'm going to listen to 10 minutes of positive content before I even talk to anybody else. I'm going to set the intention that people that I come in contact with are going to feel better for having come in contact with me because I'm just going to enjoy the moments. And if people think I'm crazy, I'm gonna let them think I'm crazy because guess what? The legacy that I leave will be the amount of people that I touch, not by the amount of stuff I bought. People remember how you made them feel. Think about that. Think about that. And here's my final, final thoughts. And I just it just occurred to me the other day when I was thinking about processing my friend's death of her husband, and that has impacted me pretty heavily. When I think about when I leave my house, I would say, bye, babe, I love you, I'll see you later. You know, I, I give a goodbye. You know, I do say, I love you. And, 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 but think about this, what would happen? And I challenge each and every one of you, what would happen if you started putting it in your mind's eye that when you say goodbye to somebody, that might be the last time you say goodbye to them. And how much different would that message be to that person? If I, if I left the other day, I told my wife, I said, I'm so, I normally I said, babe, bye, bye, babe. I love you. And I said, babe, I just want you to know how much I love you and how much I appreciate you, how hard you work, everything you bring to the family, cooking meals when you're not, when you're tired, I just love and appreciate you so much. I'm going to be back in a little bit, but I just wanted you to know that. Her face lit up. Just imagine if we started saying goodbye, not with the intention that it would be the final goodbye, but with the intention of imparting upon that person, how much you truly love and care about them. Because guess what probably just happened? That pivot moment, she probably walked in and the first customer she talked to, she's probably been in a better mood because she's like, wow, my husband just made me feel special. Who can we make feel special? When I said, when I sent my son off to school today, I just got in his, I just looked in his eyes and I said, baby, I love you so much. I am so proud of you. I'm so happy to be your dad. I love you so much. Go have an awesome day. And he's like, I will daddy. I love you too. Think about that. Think about what it is that you're taking for granted because those moments go. And to further prove my point, if you're playing the someday game, hoping, wishing, and praying that something's going to change, guess what? You're wasting valuable moments. I'm the no excuses coach. That's what I do as I help people take their attitude and their perspectives and and change what's not working into what's working. Just by what I share on these shows with you as well. So if you want an opportunity to talk to me, you know where to find me. I'm always here for you. I love you guys. This is the Ron and scripted show. Again, we'll be back next Tuesday, 7 PM Pacific standard time with another famous guest or another phenomenal conversation with yours. Truly just me by myself. Maybe No, actually next week. We got Lance. We got Lance Brooks uh, next week. He's going to be on fire. So I love you guys. I'll be checking out the comments here uh, and commenting back on you guys. But uh, Teresa says here, she goes, thank you for a great show. Um, Margaret says here the best is yet to come. Absolutely. Margaret. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Um, and Ray says your hashtag have your why I love you guys. I love you guys. Ray says here, go to Christopher See, I love you, Ray. I love each and every one of you. I truly do. No matter what's going on in your life. I want to just to be the final words, no matter what's going on in your life. I am here for you. I am here for you. I mean that to the bottom of my heart. You're going through trials and tribulations. You have people in your life that are going through trials and tribulations. I want to be that light, that resource as much as I possibly can to keep everybody going through these crazy times. But it starts with that self-love. So go love yourself. Go love on yourself. I love you guys. I'll see you next week here on the Ron and Scripted Show.